why sometimes you just got to make a costume change. What's going on, everybody? This is the Cover Band Confidential Podcast, the podcast for cover band musicians and band leaders to learn how to rock more while also sucking less. In Atlanta, Georgia, I'm Adam Johnson. In Greensboro, North Carolina, I'm Dan Ray. You know, you think you got it all sorted, yeah. but <laughs> I <laughs> this morning, because uh, we're recording in the morning, we had a bit of a scheduling snafu. I had a tank top on. You know, I've been going around being active and such and got on camera and I was just like, I felt like very on display. Well. And, like, listen, Dan, my eyes are up here. <laughs> yeah. It's very unnerving. Well, that being said, well, that being how's it going, Dan? Yeah, how you doing? Doing good. I mean, I'm caffeinated. The Adderall is just about to kick in for the day. Good. Yeah, so lively conversation. Maybe a bit faster than it normally is. Sure, yeah. <laughs> I'm drinking entirely different stuff. Yeah, I, I'm, I got Dunkin' Cold Brew. Sweet. Like dollars to octane. It's one of the best deals Hard around. Hard to beat, yeah. Indeed. Yeah, we got a coffee maker so, that also does a Keurig and a Nespresso pod. Ah. Uh, whole big sort of Death Star yeah, of a yeah. coffee maker. And I've been digging the Nespresso, the, the you know, 3 p.m. Keep me well, going through the rest of my day. Espresso. Yeah. It's, you know, good. I, I have a Pixie and I use it until we run out of cartridges. And because you can't necessarily like get them everywhere, months will go by mm -hmm. where I don't ever use it. Yeah. And then I'm like, wait a second, I like this. And then I'll get some more. And then I do it for like six, seven days. And then the whole cycle repeats itself. Yeah. You know, we hadn't talked about doing a cover band confidential coffee. And at the time you were like, I don't know if that's necessarily on brand, but like the fact of the matter is, unless you and I buy a vineyard, which is probably like a thing that will happen yeah. when we retire, yeah. when they put us out to podcast right. pasture, right. it'll be us making bespoke wines in the countryside. And Playing that'll be how we gigs at it maybe but yeah that's that's it's it's down the line yeah it's, it's yeah no that's yeah that's yeah the world doesn't need another uh, craft beer brew pub that we're fully stocked for those but no In interesting topic that we <laughs> we can cover uh, a little bit later on should we go ahead and just do like gig recaps for the week sure. so my week was pretty uh intense you know we were prepping for this municipal event and and there were a couple of things going on First, it was, we were booked by a guy who runs a very large event band and has a nice company that does that kind of thing. And he had reached out and it's been one of those things where we get an inquiry and like the dates don't line up. And so we haven't necessarily gotten a chance to work together. And this was the first time where like all the stars aligned and we were able to actually put ink to paper and make it happen. So there was a bit writing on the relationship side of it. Mm -hmm. And then also, I mean, you know, we just want to do a good job. So this was at a brand new kind of like retail area north of us in, in a city called Cumming. We joked about that yes, last week. Yes. Uh, but it's a, a beautiful space. It's literally like this, the entire complex opened like a month ago. So mm. when I say it's brand new, it is like brand new. Yeah. Um, new venue smell. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So yeah, it's, it's a, it was like a terraced amphitheater with like a, a bandstand, which is where we were and kind of like concrete tiers with uh turf basically so very very nice and there was like water behind this and as the sun was setting you're getting the water showing and the reflection and nice. stuff and then there were frogs because i mean it's water sure. and then like when the sun went down like the frogs got super loud and that was pretty fun too anywho none of this matters uh <laughs> this is what happens this is the, this is the caffeine talking yeah so um we get set up there was kind of a, a situation where they had a house system but they wanted us to bring our system as well. And once I got there, it made sense because the house system is flown mm -hmm. and it's not like a line array where it's where you've got kind of like a curvature or like a radius. It was very much pointed straight out. Oh. And so if you were standing on the balcony of the building 
behind the amphitheater, you're getting a straight shot from, yeah. from there. Where you weren't necessarily getting that is in the green space right in front of the stage. Yeah. Like there was nothing there. Right. So um, we ended up tapping into their system for everybody else and then used our system for the people up front. It actually, it worked out great. It, it wasn't blisteringly loud, but going back and listening to recordings and stuff, like you heard it mm. pretty much wherever you were. And it was substantial, which was cool. Did you just use their um, system as, uh, you know, you ran them out of the aux outs of your speakers or? Yeah, it, I wasn't a part of that exact conversation, but because um, they had they had flown tops and flown subs, mm -hmm. and we typically run either mono front space and then a sub out. So what they may have done is just split off instead of doing a stereo main out, we would do mono. One went to them, one went to us. Sure. I, I'm not really sure. Something like that happened. Yeah, that's what I can say about it. But how cool is it that all happened without you? I, you know, some things are worth paying for. Yeah. And, um, the cool thing was, is that the guy who got hired for this, uh, I literally didn't know it until he showed up is this guy named Grayson and Grayson, for those of you who remember the quarantine cover thing that I did with Casey Cooper <laughs> and Cooper Carter. Well, he was the one who put the whole thing together and he was the guy who played, he was the other guitar player. So like the, the bald dude with the big red beard, <laughs> um, good people, like just couldn't ask for a nicer guy. And when he's not doing this freelance stuff, he's T-Pain's front of house uh, guy. Right. And so T-Pain has been, he was off the road for two weeks. And so he, he was available for this gig. So cool. that was really fun. Um, hadn't seen him in a while. And it was nice to catch up and did a great job. So there were some challenges though. And uh, just the kind of stuff that like, I don't need to like process. Uh <laughs> necessarily when i'm trying to you know put on a good show during sound check we blew the breaker huh. which has never happened like literally never happened and i was beside myself we're like three quarters of the of a song in and then everything dies and i'm like oh my god this is bad and apparently their guy their tech guy was there also and was able to like oh everything was all plugged into this one thing we'll split the plugs out and it's two separate circuits yada yada yada. Yeah. We're, we're good to go but that was not the thing i needed to be thinking about as we were about to start mm -hmm. second thing that happened is we had some gear failure and it happened in a really inopportune time to a very inopportune person nathan our drummer's in-ear pack started power cycling Ooh. and when the person who's laying down the backbeat yeah. and is very reliant on the click track can't hear we had a couple of situations where we got off of the track and had to bail tracks like two or three songs in a row because wow. it kept happening at first i thought oh no this is an ableton thing here we go again uh that wasn't it it turned out that yeah he was having a pack issue we thought it was batteries so we put a new set of batteries in that didn't fix the issue so luckily we had a spare pack and as soon as we were able to figure out oh this is what's happening we synced uh that spare pack to his mix handed it to him we were golden for the rest of the night so a little stressful yeah to to be on stage kind of figuring that out but we got that sorted uh the other thing and i feel like i forget this until it matters but wi-fi range for devices was not great yeah. so you know for a front of house guy he almost had to like walk out earball what was going on walk closer to the stage and make the adjustment and there was just kind of like a lot of that stuff where like people weren't able to have like solid reliable connections to uh to our front of house rig which is something we need to address but the problem is is that like we do a handful of these events in a year right. and then 
the next gig that we do is in a tiny little room and it doesn't matter. Right. So um, I need to prioritize getting that sorted. Right. But that's certainly all the of thing. That all, to- all the phones in all the pockets are seeking Wi-Fi yep. all the time. And yeah. Um, yeah, the more, the more of that you get, the more clutter there is on the channel. And uh, yeah. Yeah. And even on like a, yeah, and we're on a closed network. Like we're not sending stuff out and we're on five gig, but it's just, yeah, there's just a lot of other yeah. stuff going on. Yeah. So we, we've got to either do like a dedicated access point that we can move around the space or something to that effect. Yeah. There are antennas um, and things that you can do that apparently yeah. make it better. I don't know. Yeah. All of that to say it was awesome. Mm. Over it was like over three thousand people there. It was this massive event. The businesses were struggling to keep up, and like lines were long. But like, there was a bunch of people there, and it looked amazing. Cool. And we got to do one of those cool pictures where you stand in front of the crowd, and the crowd's like to your back, and it looks mm-hmm. really really neat. Yeah, and um, that felt good. And the city was was pleased. You know, the guy who booked it wasn't there, but he got glowing reviews from. Uh, people in the audience and the people who worked there, the people at the, who were running the businesses and the restaurants were like, Hey, when is this band coming back? Because they had this crazy night and yeah. a ton of money. Cool. So we basically, all the people that we needed to make happy, we made happy. And then some love it. So, I mean, couldn't really ask for, for more. Yeah. The coolest thing that happened though, is that in the midst of seeing all of these crazy people in this giant crowd, one of our patrons showed up. Ah. So that was that was amazing. And I had gotten a DM in the Slack channel uh, beforehand. Hey, maybe I'll be able to come through. Uh, but as we were kind of packing up and again, kind of riding the wave that things were feeling really good. Uh, Billy Harbinson, who is uh, local-ish to the area. Actually, the venue is closer to him than I am to, to him. But he came and he introduced himself. And it was just like this really cool moment. We, uh, we posed for a, an Ussy. And uh, anytime I get the opportunity to hang out with people in this community in real life is yeah. just incredible. Yeah. So yeah, everything was great. Our next thing, we've got a couple of weeks off. I'm remember I'm going to the beach next week, but then we've got a fundraiser at like a country club in a couple of, a uh, couple of weeks. And then, uh, yeah, we're on to the next one. Fun. So, yeah. Oh, one other thing. I remember I was like, I was talking a mean game about running the Steinberger in uh, in a floating tram. Yes. Halfway into like just running levels for a sound check. I chickened out and I locked it. Oh, well, I just <laughs> can't do it. Nope. Yeah. Nope. I'm not. When, when things started. Yeah. When we started having like other issues, I was like, I don't want this to be the issue. Yeah. So I'm just going to, uh, I'm going to cut my losses yeah. and uh, pull the wiggle stick out of the equation. Do you carry a backup guitar? Oh yeah. Yeah. In this case, I, um, I brought my Epiphone Lemalia Explorer. Mm-hmm. I had more people talk about the guitar that literally sat on a stand all night that I didn't touch. than. You know, the one that I played all night, well, which was, which was funny. It's a pointy boy. It's a pointy boy, but like the little one is equally as weird. Yes. I, I literally couldn't have chosen two more disparate products right, right, right. to, uh, yeah. to bring out there. Well, my gig week was pretty, uh, fairly standard. Did, did the trivia, uh, on Thursday night and, um, we'll come back to that in a sec. And then on Sunday afternoon, I did a two hour karaoke for, uh, as a fundraiser for a political group that I'm not going to name except that they are uh, noted for their exuberance particularly this month yep so um it was a uh given that it was a very active and participatory uh karaoke night it was fun good yeah so now it's time to do the thing that we do where we get to read a review now i i've got some i got i got something to say about it Go. we uh we're down to i think one of the last few reviews from that big push that we got so we are looking for more reviews 
so that we can continue to do this section of the show. So if you need uh, your, if you need somebody to say something nice about your band <laughs> that you can then put on to like a, uh, some sort of t-shirt uh, promo or whatever, Make a mug uh, of it. dude, just leave a, leave a review on, uh, on the podcast platform of your choice. We will say anything. Yeah. And I'm, we're not above just laying it out there. No, we're fully just, shilling you know, for, for reviews. 100%. Yeah. And actually, this is one that uh, was on a different platform that I, I totally missed. This was from back in January, but this is from Joshua Escher, another member of the Patreon, who was nice enough to do this. It says, Dan and Adam bring their experience in the cover band world to the masses, two very genuine and relatable guys who know what they are talking about and aren't afraid to share the things that will make you a success. They have also built an awesome community that can be accessed by becoming a Patreon member. Big thanks to Joshua for the kind words. Yes. Once again, if you would like to hear your name or your band shouted out on the podcast, the easiest way to do that is leave a review. You know, some of you listening have never left a review for a podcast before. It's true. I invite you to do the, do the thing, to do the thing. It's, uh, yep. you know, I don't know what app you're listening on or how you're doing it, but wherever it is, there's a way. There's a way right on this app to do that thing. So, Unless, unless you're on Spotify. Except for, yeah, unless, unless you're on Spotify and then I don't know what you're doing. But um, listen- I'm not asking you to set up an Apple podcast account solely for the purpose of leaving a review for our podcast, but I'm not not asking you to do that. Yeah. Just saying. Yeah. Cool. Cool. All right. As far as YouTube stuff goes, we're trudging along. Um, the episode will be up this Friday, and then I will have the onstage video ready to drop during vacation. And, um, yeah, we're, we're moving, moving and grooving. Yeah. So and I got to figure out what we're doing the, uh, next week on the pod. I, I don't know. I have no plans. <laughs> we'll see. No plans. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. All right. Well, let's get into the meat of the conversation. And this one was, uh, something that Dan and I have been talking about for a little bit. And, um, I'll just go ahead and let you take it from here. Buddy. Well, all right. So I've been doing this, um, Thursday trivia and it's been fun. My regulars have come out, um, not in huge numbers, but pretty steadily, uh, and then every week we have, I have <laughs> accosted people who were in the bar anyway and recruited, you know, a room full of players pretty much every week. And, and, and that's been solid. People have, you know, enjoyed it, had a good time. Some have come back for, for many weeks in a row, turned some people into regulars that way. But the reality is it's been some nights it's been a full house. Some nights it's been like two tables one night. And it was a weird night. There was nobody downtown. I don't know what was going on, but one night we had nobody in the bar period. And I've never seen that place actually empty. And so we didn't, we didn't do it that night. I packed up and went home, got an email from the owner of it who booked me for it, uh, uh, a week ago saying, Hey, it's been hit and miss. We're going to, if the month doesn't pick up, we'll end it at the end of this month. Yeah. And you know, honestly, like I was expecting that I mm -hmm. was not in any way surprised. In fact, I considered reaching out to him and saying, Hey, how we doing? Kind of seems like maybe you're not ROIing on me so much. Do we need to reconsider? Um, no hard feelings at all about that. And and it brings to mind an attitude I see out there among the performers in our community and other related mm -hmm. communities of a real misunderstanding of what the job is. Yeah. Right. It's about, you know, for them, it's about my performance. It's about, you know, the music I make. And um, it's a drum we've beat since episode one of this podcast, yep. but it's, you know, it can't, it can't be repeated enough that if your gig isn't working for everyone, then it's not working. hundred percent. Right. If you, if the notes you play don't turn into dollars in the till for the bar, then you've missed the whole point and you need to be aiming your whole show at that goal. Yeah. You need to be clear. You, the purpose of your break, your set break 
is to send people to re-up their beverages. That's yes. why you do that. You don't need a break. I could play right through. Maybe you do. I don't know. I don't want to put that on you. But I, you I got to pee. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I pee before my show. I can do three hours on my feet. I have done. I can do. It's not a problem. But Listen, I will pee during the show if it will bring more money into <laughs> right. the establishment. Yeah, I don't know. Whatever people are into. Yeah. Look, it's probably a specialized venue for that. I, I don't know. We'll have to throw that to the Patreon Slack. So they- <laughs> <laughs> Get their opinion. Um, but, you know, my own growth at that is notable, I think, based on how I responded to that email, how I've been thinking about this gig. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I used to be kind of precious about the performance, the qual, you know, it, it, it was very much more of a narcissistic kind of approach I used to take. I'm thinking back to the, like when I was doing the, the karaoke weekly before the pandemic and, you know, there were, there were ways I had that set up that were clearly about me. And as I look now, it's much more, my whole approach is much more embracing of really, really what you're there for. I mean, we're, we're beer salesmen. That that's the bottom line. Yep. And well, yeah, uh, we were in the alcohol retention business. Retention? Distribution? Yeah, you want people... No, just retention. So, like, we we want people to not only consume alcohol, but we want to keep them there so that they can consume more alcohol. We're in the consumer or, or, retention business, yeah. Or sody. Yeah, they whatever. They if they want. That's all fine. Whatever you're into. Yeah. But typically, we're, we're there to uh, extend the patronage of the people who are at the venue that right. we are performing at. Right. And that, that one extra drink a piece that they buy while you're on break... That's what you're there to produce. Well, and I think you, you kind of, you, you nailed it in a sense that like we all go through this whole arc yeah. where you have to make some decisions and also probably just reconcile your your place in, in the whole thing. And to me, it feels like a leftover of the artist component of playing music. Yeah. And I think a lot of people who could be making a living just with their instruments can't because they are too wrapped up in the artist mindset Yeah, where it's, it is about you. And I I don't want to say narcissistic because I I think it's just more either self-involved or selfish. Yeah. Because narcissism, I mean, it's a, it's a uh, quantifiable condition. I kind of use that word to be provocative about it and have people, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm glad I got your attention. Yeah, that word because I, yeah. I meant it too. Yeah, I don't mean clinically. I feel like, yeah, I've I've been watching a lot of videos about narcissism uh, as a as a condition. I don't know. Apparently, TikTok thinks I need to learn more about this <laughs> yeah. particular topic. Well. But I think it it's a thing that I I tell people all the time is that like you you kind of need to get over this. Yeah. If your entire reasoning for performing is so that you are the center of attention. And what you are doing is all that matters. One, you're you're probably going to be disappointed, yeah. Because uh, making people care about something unique takes a ton of work, yep. And the ROI is uh, typically not great. And sure, for every handful of artists who make an impact and and people are really like enthralled with, there are. I will say millions mm-hmm. at this, like millions of, of other folks who never quite get where they think they should go. Right. And a lot of that has to do with their unwillingness to make concessions and to compromise and to see their role in that in a different way. Yeah. I think even that's, I think it's even true in the world of original music where yeah. probably there's more room for the 
the artist sort of attitude. But if you look at the bands that are really, I mean, they're just some standout performers who clearly it's not anything about, you know, you know, look at Dave Grohl, like how his whole demeanor, his whole attitude is very like giving it away to my audience and loving them. And yeah, they came to see me, but we're here together and we're having a thing together. It's very, um, outward focused. And, um, you know, when you're some dude in the corner with a guitar, maybe some people came to see you, maybe, but mostly not. And if you're going to be any kind of meaningful experience for them or valuable experience for the venue, you you know, you got to get, you got to get your attention over there and and you got to get focused on what you're delivering to the audience and the experience you're giving them. And as a result, the experience you're giving the, the venue. hundred percent. Yeah. And, and there's a time and a place for each of those things, but I think the ability to pivot and, and do both yeah. is really the, uh, the secret sauce because there are times when performing like an artist is impactful and yes. can move people and further ultimately the thing that you're trying to do. Uh-huh. But the fact that you can't turn it off that's where I think the issue gets to be problematic. Yeah, there are a couple and, of tunes I do purely to show off. I do I do creep only to do that big middle part. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely songs like we talk about this all the time, songs that we we play for ourselves. Uh-huh. And when you're doing like a solo thing, it's it's very easy to do that because there's the room's gonna turn over and you you've got these pockets of time where your job is to kind of be invisible and forgettable. So right. like, yeah. For me, it's uh it's Allison by Elvis Costello. Huh. Like that's the that's the song I just like to sing. Butch Walker did a really cool acoustic version of it back in the day. And I just really like the way that he he did it. And that's how I do it. And like clockwork and Allison will be in the in the crowd and she'll, you know, feel very special. Yeah. And that's great. Yeah. Or somebody cool who knows who Elvis Costello is. And then, you know, you have that moment. But we did you know, um, the- uh, Roses by Outcast, And there was a Caroline yeah. in the crowd who she was my, my fine. Yeah, I have a niece named Caroline. There you go. Now, Sweet Caroline's easier to sure. to link for, you know, 100%. an 11-year-old. Yeah. But, you know, Roses will, will she'll get there. You know, the other thing that I was going to bring up is that you've been doing the karaoke and the trivia for a while. Like, you were doing that back when this show, we started the show, like, four or five years ago. Yeah. How? Um, may, may not have been quite that long. Yeah, it's, it's been years. It's been years. Yeah, I mean, it's established. It's established. You've, you've, yeah. you've got it. How many different venues have you done those particular services at? Oh, including Sunday's fundraiser, I think it's seven. Okay. And and they've so, tended, they've, you know, it's tended to be like a get on a weekly repeating. You know, they 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 get their other karaoke on Tuesday and me trivia on Thursday, and you know that that kind of right. thing. Right. But I think with the perspective of time to consider, you understand that this is. I'm not going to say seasonal, but like in the grand scheme of things, it's a seasonal engagement. Yeah, You're going to do this, this show at a venue yep. for a period of time. It's never going to be a forever situation no, no. because it's, I mean, especially in our market, it's fluid. There's so many different factors that play into the success of a standing event. It's, the patronage, it's the economy, it's the weather, it's the whatever specials they decide to do that night. It's also the 5,000 other things that yeah. might be going on in that town the exact same time that your thing exactly. is happening. Yeah. So there is no through line. There is no like, if I do X, 
we will make wine. Yeah. Listen, last last um, at this one, th- Thursday of us last week was a big night because there was a math educators conference in town. So the house was full of Ooh. teachers, none of them local, right? They're not coming yeah. back next week. I tried to invite them. They were like, ha ha, we're going to be, you know, wherever we are. So yeah, it's, it varies a lot. And, and you got to know that it's, it's always going to be up to whether the product is delivering at the till. That's, that's the bottom line of it. And I will say, you know, when I, when the standing gig at the Lexington cider place ended, that had been almost a year. And I will confess that that kind of hurt my feelings. I understood it from a business perspective, but I've made some great friends there who now are like 45 minutes away from anywhere I play. So they right. come sometimes. Some of them came to the, the, the fundraiser on Sunday, but, um, you know, I'm not seeing those people and that, that kind of sucks. Um, yeah. but I got it from a business perspective. Doesn't have no quibble with that. Some nights there were slow and, and you know, I'm, I'm not cheap by the way. There are people doing trivia for like 50 bucks or a bar tab. And, uh, yeah. and I'm not going to do that. <laughs> I, I did approach another venue, yet another brew pub of which the world is saturated with, but new one has opened in town and I happen to be, um, good friends, decades long friends with the manager. Um, it's his first time managing anything like this. He's been in other industries his whole career. Um, so he's, his, his eyes are wide, but, um, he's figured it out and the place is good. The beer's good, but he needs something on Tuesday nights. And so we're talking and I, I pitched him my rate for a three hour show. And he came back and said, could you do two hours for two thirds of the money? <laughs> no, no, I've actually play for free. You're paying me to set up and break down. That's, that's the nature of that. So yeah, that's a know, fun we, conversation. Yeah. I, so, it's funny you mentioned that because, you know, as we were wrapping up, somebody had come up and was asking about parties and stuff. And so I followed up with them yesterday and they were like, what is it going to take? I was like, all right, well, you know, it's going to cost this. And that includes sound and lights. And like, well, I don't think you need that much. I mean, it's just it's just for a neighborhood thing. And it's like, yeah, we have to bring the same amount of stuff. That's not the issue. Right. And, and yeah, we, you're paying me to set up and tear down is an excellent way yeah. of explaining that to people. Yeah. And then they'll volunteer to do the setup and tear down for you. You're like. That's terrifying. I don't. <laughs> yeah, please do not do that. Yeah, we'll help you. I'll send my kids. They'll help. No, they won't. But, uh, you know, I think knowing that these things are cyclical and there's going to be a beginning, a middle and an end of these engagements. Yeah. First off, it's the reality of right. these kinds of things. Right. And having that mindset and knowing that ultimately this has to work for both of us in order for it to continue. And it, again, it gives you the opportunity to start something at a, at a different place yeah. or maybe just have some time off, maybe uh, take some time in the lab to retool sure. what the offerings may be, or maybe just go, ah, I think I'm good on the, you know, the weeknight acoustic gig for a while Yeah. until, you know, you get the itch and it's time to bring it back out. Yeah. I mean, being in reality about the duration of these things is, is important. I think I've shared this before, but you know, there's a name for it when you spend time wishing things were some way other than how they are. Yeah. Isn't that misery? That's called suffering. Suffering. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So the reality is uh, the gig's going to end. Uh, every great standing gig is going to come to an end at some point. The venue will close. I don't know. In the fullness of time, basically all things are impermanent. Every retaining wall is going to fall over eventually. It's true. As sad as it is to, you know, wrap up a, a situation like that. Um, I know for a fact that, you will find oh, yeah. uh, another place and it'll it'll be great. And you'll have some time to kind of think through fun new concepts and yeah. ways that you can make it better. And uh, it's 
on to bigger and better things. For sure. For sure. And you know, it, it's, it's my karaoke regulars have some overlap with my trivia regulars, but mm-hmm. you know, it'd be good to see the ones that haven't overlapped. They're, they're looking forward to it too. I actually, I actually tapped a bunch of them to say, Hey, how's Tuesday night for you? And everybody's fine with Tuesday night. So we are looking at probably starting that the week after the 4th of July, whatever that's the 10th or something. Yep. Um, you know, I don't even, I don't even anticipate much of a gap. Frankly. So perfect. There you go. So, yeah, if you find yourself in the situation, just remember what Dan said and what I yes and in regards to. <laughs> Don't suffer. <laughs> Don't suffer. Yeah. Try try your best to avoid suffering if you if you can help it. Yeah. Well, folks, thanks so much for tuning in. You know, hopefully this wasn't too much of a it was, it was a an educational but not negative topic to, to get through. I feel like we got to we got to be real. We got to cover all of the ins and outs of uh of this subject matter because that's how things are in reality. So if you have any questions around navigating this stuff or you just want to vent, email us coverbandconfidential gmail.com. We will uh we'll walk you through it how however we can. Maybe we that's what we'll do. We'll we'll get an affiliate link for for better help so ah. that you know we can help people process sure. their uh dealing with loss of gigs and, and yeah. that kind of thing. But hey better help. You know who to call. Yeah. We as a population are uh, notoriously in need of mental health assistance. So I feel like you're you're going to nail this target market big time. Yeah. Anywho, thanks everybody for tuning in. Uh, if you want to support the show, you can do any of the stuff that Mike's about to tell you. But I'll go ahead and call it for this week in Atlanta, Georgia. I'm Adam Johnson. In Greensboro, North Carolina, I'm Dan Ray. You have been listening to the Cover Band Confidential Podcast for the week of June 30th, 2023. Hey, everybody. It's Mike Schulte from the worst name band in America, the Pork Tornadoes. I listen and love this show, and apparently you do too, because you made it this far. No one makes it this far, but you did, which means that you owe Adam and Dan. This podcast is free, and you consume it to its fullest. It's time to pay up. Here's three things you need to do. A, you have to leave them a review on your podcast platform. You're already in the app. Click five stars right now. Write some words. Done. While you're there, share this episode to a fellow musician. There's a share icon on your podcast app. Text it to him and say, you need to listen to this. You need to get better. You're not a good musician. This will help you. Two, you have to follow them on your social media platforms. YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. Go find them and follow. And D, everything I just said is free and it's the least you can do. But here's where you can really support you. Join the Patreon. This is where you can actually support this podcast that you cherish so much. A small monthly donation gets you access to the Slack channel, which is the best place to be if you're a musician who wants to take your band to the next level. You have some of the best musicians giving advice and helping you out. And it's just a great overall community do it i'm serious do it now do all these things or else the pork tornadoes will come to your town book a show the same night as your band at a different bar i'm serious we'll do it 